This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello and welcome to episode 20, where we're back in the fourth season, and boy are we back in the fourth season, and I'm so glad you're with me, Ian. Hello, Ian. Hello, hello. Episode 20. Who would have believed it, eh? <laughs> All those many, many months ago when you suggested this. We might not thought, get any further yeah. than this with this story. Well, that's true, yeah. Although, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting one. I think this is going to be interesting. So I've I purposefully not given any of my thoughts about this one to you. We've not discussed this no, at we all. Haven't. Um and I yeah, I think I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna throw up a few surprises, I think. Alright, well let's get started. This again is one of those stories that you and I have both said in the past where yeah. you know the name of the title but you don't remember an awful lot of it. And so Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting much because we last last week well not last well last week when we were recording because we record out of broadcast thing it's, it's difficult so last week in recording you mentioned that we were doing this one and uh i couldn't remember anything about it other than um someone wearing an eye patch hmm. which is weird because i've definitely seen it and i've definitely seen it a couple of times so i thought oh this is it just either my mind's blanked because it's so bad or it's just boring and dull which probably is worse because at least with a bad one you you can sort of take the mickey in that mm. um so i went into this one with, with great trepidation um and i'm confused my yeah. my little my little brain has has just gone into meltdown over this episode it is um, an odd one isn't yeah. it i mean it, what... odd that's the word for it yeah. odd yeah. yeah all these words that you've just been using there my it it's very strange that you use all those words but last week we were talking Tynus, which was a robert holmes script and this oh, is robert yeah. holmes as well well i started watching it titles come up by robert holmes and i thought what how what no uh, now robert holmes has done a couple of duff doctor who scripts and normally they would duff usually because either he was heavily rewritten or it was very early in his career, like the Crotons. Although I do like the Crotons, a lot of fans think it's, you know, one of his worst. I think his later stuff, as he was getting a bit older, is is, is less less interesting. Um, but I I sort of have, I I don't know where I, I'm saying I have a theory about this one. I'm not even sure I even have a theory. I have some ideas as to why this one went wrong, um, but. This is what, was this one of the ones you had, used to listen to on audio? I'm it, presuming not because neither of us remembered it. No, I did. As soon as I started watching it, it's like, oh, yeah. I remember this, okay. And, but I don't remember everything. I think you and I are going to have a problem with this because this, yeah. this story, I mean, I don't have, have a problem with the concept, uh, the story's concept. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the performances. I mean, as I say, this was an okay one to listen to, but it was the design choices all the way through this it's the way it looks i mean 
how far have things come? If, if I mean, you know, in two episodes' time, we're going to be back in season one, and we we've been talking about it. You know, it's startling to go back to the beginning after you've visited season four. Yes, and this, and this, this really episode... typifies it, doesn't it? Oh, this this is a classic one. This episode looks terrible. Mm. Let, let's start start out as we, you know, let's let's be honest with this episode. I think it deserves it. Um, the story. The lines, I think, are okay. I I disagree with you on the performances. I think there's a couple of good performances in this, and there's some utter terrible dross. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. Now, weirdly, the performance I had the most issue with was Paul Darrow. Right. I normally you can say what you want about any episode. You can go as soon as we cut to Villa and Avon, ugh, we'll be all right. And this one, you haven't got that safety net. I think it's terrible in this. I, he, uh, you know, I'll this, say it. No, no, you're right. This is a season four Avon where he, for whatever reason, he's either trying to send himself up or he's yep. deliberately he's going over it. the tops. Mm-hmm. He is hamming it. I mean, we're going to talk about this more because, of course, we're talking about lights today. So really, we're staying yep. with the on the Federation side of things. But yeah, you and I have an awful lot, and the word is awful, awful lot to yep. say about uh, Avon um, when we do the Hunda episode when we look at the good guys yeah um yeah it it, it's weird and there's plenty to say on the federation side i mean there's some in some some interesting plot points brought up in this one some interest supposedly interesting characters they've got you know some of them have got a little bit of backstory but almost universally poorly acted on the federation side um Light's actually the character we're talking about. He's he's sort of okay. He's a bit dull, but he's okay. Um, and the uh, uh, the the weirdly named Coot. Coot or cute. Coot. Yeah. Well, I was listening out how they pronounce it because it's spelled cute, isn't it? And I thought they're not going to call him cute. Who's that cute officer? Um, but they call him Coot, which I'm not sure is even worse. Yeah. You know, oh, it's that old Coot. Um, he sort of he could be good. But he's not. He's he's sort of bad. And then you've got like the the Federation, uh, the Davros wannabe, the, the the Federation scientist that that is confined to a wheelchair. I'd forgotten him completely. I started remembering little bits, and then I, I he turns up and it's like, what? The hell? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> what what was the point of him? He does nothing. Um, and the battle scenes. Again, we're, I, I mean, I'd rather watch the uh, the Monty Python Battersby Women's Guild again. Yeah. These, this should all be good stuff. It's like it's you've got not. you've got battles and ambushes and missiles and and traitors and and it's utter utter tedium. There's an air over all of this. It doesn't feel like Blake Seven in the slightest, yeah. and there is just an air over it. I mean, I Nick, Nick Brimble in this, I think he's quite good, but it doesn't. Not, nothing's jellying. Everything is just like off, isn't it? All, all, it re- it's all off. Yeah, it reminded me more than anything else of John Pertwee, Doctor Who of the era and of one story in particular called The Mutants. Mm. Um, and it reminded me of that in that that's one of those stories where every now and again I'll, I'll be looking at my wall of Doctor Who DVDs and I think, what should I watch? Shall I watch something I've watched before? endlessly all mutants now that's got good monsters in that can't be as boring as i remember an hour in i'm asleep Mm. you know and this is the same i think it's you think it can't be as dull as it is with everything all these plot points in it but it it 
It is. It's so boring. When when people being mown down in a battle is boring, mm. the directing the direction's gone wrong, hasn't it? I think in this one. And this is why no, we don't remember it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's wrong on this one, isn't it? The the script is definitely not up to Robert Holmes' normal levels, or it's been script edited to pieces and they've removed all his. There's a couple of really nice little jokes he gets in, but there's no sort of double act. No. You expect a Robert Holmes double act. There's no pithy lines. There's no wittiness about it. There's no cleverness. So the script is is hobbled from the start. The uh, the the look of the production is just <laughs> amazing. Uh, I mean, it, this has this has to have the campest eye patch in history, and that includes like pirates wearing them in pantomimes. Yeah. This is a campy eye patch. Well, it's a cute um, eye patch. It's a cute, it's very cute. Um, <laughs> there's, I mean, you you see a couple of Federation troopers, but even they've got guns that just look like weirdness. They look like the 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 wing gun of a um, X wing fighter, you know, with that yeah. curved gun through. Um, the effects are awful, and like say so you sort of think, okay, let, at least we'll have uh, we'll have the crew, and. Other, I mean, other than Michael Keaton, he's the only sort of saving grace in this. No, I like Suleen in this. Um, I'm, yeah, again, yeah, actually, she gets a couple of lines of. Yeah, I like her delivery. I like, I like, yeah. I like the way she's acting in this. But she's alongside Paul Darrow, who, for whatever reason, is time lash Paul yeah. Darrow, isn't he? You know, he's well, like it, the way the way you sort of. I mean, we know we're going to cover it in the other one, but the way he talk, sort of talks Suleen about. Uh, Villa not liking talent, and he's giggling. And yeah. I'm thinking, is this a rehearsal? Have yeah. they filmed the wrong bit? It's weird. Is he on? I mean, someone spiked his drink. It's it's bizarre. It's, it's odd. Like it's you said, bizarre, it's odd, and off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Blake Seven. Well, it, it's not Blake. Se- it's not what I would class as Blake Seven. I'm sure it has its fans, and yeah. they say people do seem to like season four. Uh, you know, good for them. Uh, I, I I I'm rapidly trying to find the good nuggets in it what th- this type of episode i think we'll start calling a boo episode bad odd and off boo yeah i think that's yeah boo boo it scares me yeah. <laughs> at the end of it we don't have to have any other expletive to uh, to yeah. sum it up just it's that a it's, a, episode, it's a boo episode it? all right that's is what that we're going to do the audience now. is going boo i tell you what as well we're going to wait until we've done the hunder episode to decide whether this is going on the assassinator yeah. list or where on the assassinator list it goes <laughs> as well okay but this is going to be a very strange episode this week in that because we're staying with the federation um there barely any of our heroes get a look in we're going to have a bit of dana and tarrant at the end but but i mean the main crew are, yeah. are hardly in this at all it, it seems to be a federation side tale doesn't it and the rebels Which could this... work. that could be really interesting if you could have an episode i mean if, if you think now you could get away with an episode that was you never saw the 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 hero side in at all you only ever see the federation you could get away with episodes like that i don't think you could back then i think so if you tuned in and you, to Blake Seven and didn't see Avon and Co. I mean, you don't see Blake, but he's, mm. you didn't see Avon and Co. I think there would be letters of complaint, wouldn't yeah. there? So 
No, but you could but, do it now. Yeah, that would be interesting. It. it would. You could have a really nice. You could get a really good episode of of the Federation side. Balance it up a bit. If the if if the show came back and they did that, they could do what uh, Clint Eastwood did with those two films. You know about the Second World War, the American oh, yeah. side uh, of it. Our fathers, yeah, 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 and then the Japanese side. So you have the same tale: one told on yeah. board the Liberator and one on the Federation base, and they both tell in the t- same tale, but from the other side. Which could be really interesting because you end up with Blake, Blake and Avon and having a laugh and liberate. Oh, hey, look what we've done. And then the Federation one ends with civilians all dead. Yes. Their society wrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just piling up the dead bodies. Yeah. And cleaning up. Yeah. Oh. That's a good idea, actually. That's yeah. a good story. All right. All right. Let's start thinking about that. All right. But let's get this story out of the way first. Um, as I say, we're looking at the Federation side of things and this turncoat character who straddles both sides of uh, the two episodes we're going to do on it, which is Lights. Okay. Yes. But we don't see him straight away. We get a nice establishing shot of a planet and then a not-so-nice painting of a base. And here we go. Right from the get-go, you've got strange design choices and the execution of them. It's just some naff painting, isn't it? Yeah, it it doesn't... It's not convincing at all. It's, It's weirdly done. I mean, everything is weird in this, isn't it? When they cut to a, a, a location shot and it's just a a muddy quarry mm. with a, a ventilation shaft just stuck yeah. randomly in shot to the point where I thought, have they even stuck that on or is that just overlaid? <laughs> and I couldn't work out whether the wobbly film was... No, I think in long shot yeah, they yeah. might be glass paintings. Yeah, I think they might be because they, they were moving a bit. And then you do get people stood near them and I thought, oh, I don't know on that one. But when you're... When your only enjoyment out of the episode is trying to spot whether it's a glass shot or not. Yeah, <laughs> says a lot, doesn't what it? Says, yeah, yeah. yeah. But after that painting, we go inside the base and, and uh, this is it. This is it. Uh, these costumes. Um, no, well, t- w- words fail. <laughs> it's just... That... What, what was the fascination with black and silver in season four? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone seemed to get black and silver, um, but not even. I mean, you could do it. Like, like when we when we meet uh, Cutie Cutie, um, he's his iPad. You could do something like that, but they they've literally like got some silver lace trim, yes, and hot glued it onto a cheap eye patch. Yeah. And they, then they then they insist on close-ups of it. Like, yeah. Oh, pull the camera back, pull it back. Can't take it. The black of this costume is that black embossed stuff, kind of like what Travis had. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's not the same, but it's similar. And you're right, they've just hot glued, like, silver trim around everything. And yeah. that's bad enough, but the set is bad as well. I mean, you know, you've got all your disco lights there for absolutely no reason whatsoever. You know, it's really, really naff. Yeah, this is this is a, a, a school production when the the... Our teacher's been told we're we're doing a sci-fi play this year. Can you knock us up some props? And they've gone, oh, okay. Well, it's going to be disco lights, and it. What have we? What have we got in the storeroom that we can use? And it has that feel to it. No, you would never. This one isn't a prestige one, is it? You wouldn't show anyone this episode. No. If you were the designer, you wouldn't show anyone or the costume or the script for it or anything. You wouldn't show this and say, this is this is on my uh, demo reel. Look at this. Yeah, you go. Yeah, no, I didn't. Blake Seven. No, I didn't do that. I was off that week. It's it's <laughs> you know yeah. If if the two Ronnies or the Goodies or any of those yeah. shows did a science fiction skit, yeah, this is what yeah. it would look like. This is Kenny yeah. Everett, Spot Captain Kremen, yeah. isn't it? You know, which at least they're doing it for comedic effect. Yeah. 
but you're meant to take this, this seriously. Yeah. This cute guy, you know, with the cute eye patch. Can you see Travis wearing that? Uh, no, I think I think Travis would gun him down just out of principle. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, in that um, in the episode where we we meet, uh, it might be Gambit, where we meet uh, Serverland's new enforcer, and Travis just lays into him. Mm. Um, about how effeminate he is. Yeah, I think that, that using a word we can't really say yes, anymore. Use, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I get the feeling this would be the same thing. I think I think Travis would just rip his eye patch off. He would rip the guy's eye patch off and say, "Take the Mickey." Yeah. And then then just nut him. The only explanation and justification that I can think of for this is this planet healer tricks. This is the yeah uh, you know the. Uh, the government's uh, uniforms. These are Federation people, but they're on a planet, so therefore that they're, they're abiding by, you know, the the uh, costumes of yeah. office. A bit and like what we were saying about Tynus last week. Yeah. You know, you're on a different planet, so you dress according to, you know, regulations. And presumably, that planet. the fact that he's on this planet used to produce all the disco equipment mm. for the rest of the galaxy. Perhaps. Oh, for God's... I mean, if you took a photo of Cute there and put him alongside Stephen Grief in season one as Travis, I mean, they're just light yeah. years different, aren't they? And that that's sort of... Because I won't say they're similar characters, but the presumably the designer... And if you tell me it's the same designer, I'll, I'll go, oh dear. <laughs> um, but presumably the designer had the same sort of proof that this is a, this is a bit of a hard man federation officer and so someone the original design has come up with travis brilliant this design has come up with this what what at the time i know the 80s were like you you watch other stuff in the 80s and you think god did we actually wear any of that stuff but this is strange it, it, um, yeah. All right, well, let's move on. You've got a rebel in that room by the name of Eigen, and he's being questioned by Cute, who, until I started IMDb-ing for this episode, I thought, well, right, we'll do a Federation person, and I look to see, you know, who's got backstory. Yeah. I did not realise, and even now I, I, I have to look hard to see it, but I can't remember his name. His name's Christopher something, the actor. But he was in it's Hammer's... That's it. He was in yeah. um, uh, Hammer's... Dracula AD 1972. He was Johnny Alucard. Johnny Alucard, yes, the, 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 the devotee. Um, I, I had not spotted that yeah. in, in all well, this I... time. Igin, is that right? Yes, sir. And you're attached to the fourth column of freedom fighters, commanded by Star Major Hunter. Yes, sir. Strange how you civilians give yourselves these impressive military ranks. What was Star Major Hunter before the occupation? A hairdresser? No, sir. He was my first assistant at Liedenbrank. Ah, a teacher. You know that Liedenbrank no longer exists? Yes, we'd heard that most of it had been destroyed. Together with 18,000 defenders, though they were given the chance to surrender. What was your position at Liedenbrank? I was the director of geological studies. Indeed. All right, Eigen, I'm going to let you rejoin your friends. You're releasing me? Of course, why not? And you might tell Honda that resistance is quite pointless. By the way, what was your mission? We wanted to find out how far the flood level below the city had receded. 
Why? Hunder thought it might be possible to tunnel under the McNectric's terminal and lay explosive charges. Clever, yes, that would have made a mess of things. Is the scheme feasible? No, not at the moment. The water's still too high. We should have to tunnel over 300 metres. Well, that's something for you to report, isn't it? All right, Eigen, off you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> too easy, isn't it? <laughs> Just like children, once they've been adapted. I don't know what the pacification police use, but I wish I could get hold of a shot of it. Why, sir? Next time I go on leave, I could use it to get my entertainment for nothing. A check that he's registering. Yes, we have a clear signal. He's heading out towards the refineries. Good. Call me when you think he's made contact. I know him from uh, Sharda, the the increasingly misnamed lost Doctor Who story um, <laughs> that's been released more times than any other Doctor Who story. Uh, he's he's in that, and to be fair, his costume in that even camper. Oh, really? Go, it's, yeah, I, see if you can pick out a picture of him when he's wearing his floppy hat. Oh, it's it's a, it's something to behold. So I don't know what perhaps perhaps the BBC just um, perhaps the standards went down. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I really don't know. But yeah, he's he's talking to Eigen there, yeah. and um, we get some nice dialogue in this this little sequence. We get some lovely dialogue. This bit is this, all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's not this. You can see Robert Holmes is like when they're talking about the star major, and he says, "Oh, was he the hairdresser?" And it's sort of, and then they go into the the rebels love to give themselves titles, ironically as these two you know, be titled officers are saying, and I thought this, yeah, this is Robert Holmes. Okay. At that point I thought, okay, I think Eric might be wrong on this one. This might be an enjoyable one. Mm. And sort of sat to relax. Didn't last long. No, 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 you're right. It starts all right. You know, yeah. as you say, he's sneering about all that and, uh, <clears throat> um, gives him a drink and tells him that he can, uh, ask him about the mission. Doesn't he? About, you know, what his wreck, yeah. what his wreck was for. And uh, which the guy gives up very easily. We're just about to find out it's because he's been drugged. Um, and he's sent back to his men and Cute's left there um, laughing to the guy who looks like he's in a bell staff. There's one guy in that room yes. who, who isn't yeah. spangly dressed. Yeah. Um, he kept on to his hold of his old uniform. He was sensible. Now, a lot of um, a lot of interest in sort of because what we i can't remember it was last episode or the episode before we were we were trying to work out um the, what happened to all the, what's these rebellions and it was there a civil war and this this throws even more uh sort of question marked into it doesn't it because we're we're sort of we're now in the point where there's been a a second or third yes rebellion at least they sort of say who who did this one and what. But it's like, how does this fit in with the last rebellion that was pre-Sleer? Oh, it's confusing. Well, that, that's coming up later on. Yeah. We'll talk about that when they reach that bit, where yeah. you've got the president-elect talking about that. But uh, right now he's talking to the guy in the bell staff, and I'm sitting there, I'm quite enjoying it, until yeah. Q comes out with the line about he wants to get a shot of whatever the pacification police use to take next time he's on leave yeah. so he could get his entertainment for free. Yeah, as a little bit rapey there. It's, isn't it? That's not good. it's like Robert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you wouldn't get away with that now, um, especially with that eye patch on. Mm. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I thought of that. I thought, oh, and now have they just thrown that in as a, what was that, is that to make us think, oh, these are evil people or, but it's delivered in such a lightweight throwaway manner. Hmm. In that, that outfit, like, while he's in wearing that outfit, outfit as yeah. well. And you think, what is, oh my what God. is going on here? I just thought. And the pacification you... police, that annoyed me as well, because that, you know, that's, that was just so campy as well. It's like that, there's no there's no threat there. No, but you say the word campy. I was just about to say. I've just thought. You know, if Cute wears this during office hours, what does he wear when he's on his leave? Yeah. Well. No. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> I, I think, in fact, perhaps uh, perhaps his outfit from Sharda is what he wears when he's on leave. Oh really? Yeah. No, I perhaps think it's it so, it's something like Koza wears. It'll be yeah. something like that. It's very strange. Yeah. Well, we're going to fast forward past uh, Eigen going outside and uh, Cute says to prepare the missile strike on him while not looking up for him his game of space chess. He doesn't call it space chess, but it's basically space, space chess, chess, isn't it? Yeah. Steady now, sir. Doesn't move for now. And presumably Eigen's got back to base. All right, prepare for neutron strike. All launchers mobile, sir. Ready launchers 3 and 17. 50 meter bracket pattern. 3 and 17, locked on. Primary relay open. Safety lock clear. Fire. Countdown. Four, three, two. Yeah, well, fast forward again. As I say, we're just staying with the Federation people, so we go a bit later on, and we're back to Q, and General Nick Bramble is there. Or, or yeah. is it Brimble Bramble? Um, I, 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 know, I just know him as Little John from Robin of Sherwood. Um, yes. Um, but he, he's never given a name in this. Did you notice? He's just called the general in this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they they couldn't even be asked to give him a name on it. Or perhaps he did have a name, but judging by all the other weird names in this, perhaps he said, I ain't having that. Uh, I don't know. This scene is, is what I mean. It doesn't in any way feel like Blake Seven because, you know, they're yeah. having their tea. He's eating and smoking a cigar. We've never seen anyone in this show no. ever smoke. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Um, also, the... Well, in one of the episodes, there's a, a collector of uh, of 20th century and uh, sort of memorabilia and mm. things like that, and he's got tea sets now. But if people are still using them, what what was all that? It, it doesn't fit. We've not. I could I could almost see Serverland possibly, but it just it didn't fit. It's like again, they've gone into the cupboard. And they said, "Oh, we we need a tea set." Mm. And they gone, "Oh, well, we got we got this one from upstairs downstairs. That'll do." Yeah. Oh no, it, it is really weird. All, all of this just isn't sitting right, you know. And, and he's talking about the Wartses, um, and it's like this is colonial Britain, isn't yes. it? They, they, these are two yeah. two soldiers somewhere out in South Africa. Yeah, That's we're, what we're it, meant all to. These, we're meant. We could. You could pick this up and put it down and it like you say it's a gunboat in north africa hmm. going down the zambezi river talking about the colonial yeah it it is 
strange. I know, I know Robert Holmes has done, and again, like the mutants, I know he didn't write that one, but, um, but he's done stories about that sort of plays on colonialism and things like that. So perhaps this was originally, perhaps this was more of a, a thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's all a bit boo. That's what I say. Um, but he also says he's meeting the president-elect president later on. Yes, sir. With any luck, the rebel's fourth column has just ceased to exist. Well done. Thank you, sir. Mind you, I have a sneaking respect for these helots. I led a squadron of them once. Marvellous fighters. Especially at close quarters. They love the hand-to-hand -hand stuff. Not really necessary, of course, these days, sir. Oh, don't you believe it, Cooch? You can't do everything with your missiles. Bunkers, strong points, inner-city combat. You've got to winkle them out with cold steel. It's the only way of clearing the ground. Gasser. It's not always effective. Do you remember the Fletch expedition of 29? No, I don't think I do, though. Fletch used gas. Against the Wazes. <laughs> Complete massacre, bodies everywhere. Took dinner with his officers that night. Suddenly the Wazes came over the wall, butchered the whole expedition. It seems Wazes are gill breeders. They can lie dormant for days. Oh, that's very interesting, sir. You'll uh, send out a patrol to do a body count? Of course, sir. Well, don't use our own troops. We've got some adapted helots under training. Yes, I've seen them. What do you think of them? They seem like all helots after adaptation. Suggestible, obedient, glad to follow orders. They should make excellent troops. I don't know. Something missing, I think. Fire in the belly, Cooch. You can't fight without it. No, of course not, sir. I'm meeting the president-elect later on. Yes, I heard he'd arrived. He's a Helen, they say. Director? Oh, yes, born and bred. It's a good idea getting one of their own to run the place. Is he adapted, sir? Huh? Not necessary. Practice's been on the Federation civil list for years. He knows all the ropes. So it shouldn't take too long to hand over. And we can get on to Wanta. Wanta? That's our next assignment. Something to look forward to, eh? Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to that no end. Where exactly is Wanta, sir? Talking about the president of the Federation, but it's not, is it? It's the president of this planet. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I just assumed it was... Well, I suppose it makes more sense. I, I, I was thinking, are they referring to Slia? But then why is she a president-elect? Because she hasn't had an election. No, 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 no. Unless I've read this completely wrong, mm. this is all about the presidency. That's what Lights wants to be. He wants to be at the end. He wants to be president of Helatrix. Ah, right. Yes, that make that makes more sense then. Yes, I've missed that completely. Well, I mean, who we... would want to be president of this planet? Yeah. What is the appeal? Yeah, indeed. It's just mud. It's just mud flats and disco clothing. <laughs> oh. oh. Right, fast forward some more, and here we've got lights. Here, here's his appearance. Yay. He's in the president-elect's apartment when uh, General Nick brings him in. Yeah. Well, this is the high chamber, Excellency. It's uh, still furnished to the taste of your predecessor, but that's easily changed. Who are you? My name is Lights, General. Commissioner Slear sent me to act as His Excellency President-elect Practos Liaison Officer. Good. Remarkable person, Slear. Thinks of everything. They think highly of Slayer at Federation headquarters. So they should, so they should. If it wasn't for Commissioner Slayer's pacification program, my task force would still be bogged down five star systems back. Adaptation program, General. Tell me about it. 
How's it done? Some new wonder drug, isn't it, Lights? Yes, sir. The commissioner controls its manufacture. It's injected by a medical laser, acts immediately, and has no side effects. It changes the personality, I believe. Not to any great extent, Excellency. It simply blocks the production of adrenaline. The result is that adapted natives no longer resist us. They continue to work normally. Completely. In fact, the work ethic is often reinforced. Really? Industrial production on Tarsius has risen 19% since the natives were adapted. That's very impressive. How many helots have been adapted so far? Do sit down, General. The majority, I should think. Commissioner Slear doesn't waste time. It's simply that as my craft came over this afternoon, I saw some explosions out to the east. It seemed that fighting was still going on. Isolated pockets of resistance. They're being mopped up rapidly now. He lights. He's in the same outrageous outfit, and he's got this magnific magnificently sculpted widow's peak. And I was yeah, staring I've... that. Is is that real or is well, that? I was, was going to ask you. I mean, I, I was watching it and thinking, oh, because normally when it's like that, you can see some wig tape and that, and it didn't look it. I thought, wow, that is the most that is the most glorious widow's peak. He could play Dracula. He could very much yeah. so. Yeah, he's got a good face, hasn't he? He's yeah, chiseled. He's... Yeah, he, he he looks the part, and I thought he was all right actually. He didn't put a lot of effort in, but no, 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 I don't mind him. I I think I yeah. think he's all right. He's got Kirk's sideburns as well. He's got these like yes, killer I sideburns. <laughs> yeah, I because um, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if uh, let's have a look, see if anyone else has got it. Is this the the new Federation sideburn? But no, sadly not. No. It must be just him. Do you think he looks like that? Normally, they just turned up to the set like that. No, I think I think there is some sort of org augmentation going on there because yeah. I've got photos of him in other things to put on the Facebook page and his hairline's not like that normally he's, ah, so he, he's been sculpted but there's something about his face his eyes and his nose he looks like a science fiction version of uh, Gary Kemp from uh, Spandau Ballet that's a, a, a strange image to. I'll put it up. I'll put comparisons on Facebook so you can see what I'm going on about but here we get our first ever mention on the program of Slear Yes. Who, who's in charge of security and who has started this pacification program. And we learn it all works by uh, blocking the flow of adrenaline. Uh, yeah, I mean, they because as soon as that happened, I wrote down, it says, do they know how adrenaline works? They obviously don't. But then like, I wonder if that's just a, a, you know, a publicity thing that they're giving out. And it actually, because they, later on they sort of make more mention of other things. And, yeah, they've been and adapted. They say, they've yeah, not just they've been, been drugged. Adapted. It's not suppressants like they did on the London yeah. or anything like that. I, and they, they sort of say that, oh, it's given by medical injection. And then you see later on see people getting lasered and that. Mm. Which, it, it, I mean, is that how you do medical injections then? I don't know. Things have changed. Right. But yeah, I, 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 thought, I thought, if you just cut off someone's adrenaline... I mean, A, I'm not, uh, it probably would kill them. I mean, I think you need adrenaline to keep things moving and that, to keep them, you know, your heart pumping and that. But it also, it wouldn't just immediately make you, it's a bit like the SETI Alpha Eels in Star Trek 2, which is great. I love a brilliant film, one of my favourite films. But just the fact that an eel goes and sits on your cerebral cortex, why does that make you susceptible <laughs> to following orders? And why does this, all, all it should do is, Someone says to you, you take your drill in the way. Someone says, I want you to go and do that. And you go, no. Hmm. But you're not just not going to do it angrily, are you? You just say no, but with a smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah, it's not making... I, so there's got to be more to it. Yes, yeah. Um, I'll just say that in my notes here, I've got in bold, this all looks crap. Yes, yeah. 
because now um, they're, they're all wearing the same outfit. They're in a hideously designed set. And, yeah, it just looks terrible. It looks terrible. And also, it's, I, I don't know whether it's this scene or a later scene, because a lot of these scenes set in this control room just merge into one in my memory. But there's a terrible overdub from um, the general with no name. He says something, and several of his lines, uh, and it's something about inner city combat, are dubbed over. They're, they're redubbed. So either it flubbed or he said something else, and his lips don't quite match. Oh, I, I, thought, I wonder what he, Yeah, I wonder what he said. That they replaced with inner city combat. I have you know, to was it something that Yeah. Was it something that even that even back then they went, Oh, we can't say that. Oh. So it might be. I'll have to yeah. go back and rewatch. Yeah. Um Lights is showing the president elect around his quarters and for some reason he, he presses a button on the table and then wh- what is that that pops up? Is that a hologram of Serverland or what? Uh what, the thing on the wall? Yeah. It can't be a hologram because it's burnt later on, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a cheap painting, I think. But it appears out of nowhere. Yeah. Again, what what is it doing there? See, this is where it all starts falling apart because the whole point is that Slea is Serverland, but is going under this name to protect herself. We'll be talking about this shortly as well. Light knows who she is, really. So Lights presses that button to see if the president-elect recognises her. Yeah. Is that what he's doing? I think so, because, well, it's hard to tell, but yeah, he, because he, he recognises her. But what annoys me in all of this is, so Servalan, everyone thinks Servalan's dead. Yes. In a rear guard action. Who were. Um, <laughs> so she's dead. Then this other woman turns up. Who looks just like her? Yes. Uh, calls herself Slea, so she doesn't have to get a handkerchief monogram changed. And she's so, and she's worried that people will recognise. So why not? I don't know. Put on a wig. See, stop wearing the same outfit. This is where it all starts falling apart because yeah. we later find out that she doesn't know that Lights knows who she is, but Lights knows that painting is there. And he yeah. knows what Servalan looks like. So presumably at this point, Lights knows who Slear is really, but yes. hasn't told her. He presses the button to see if the president-elect recognises her. And he does, but he doesn't call her president. He calls her the Supreme Empress. Your private suite back into the reception chamber. This is, of course, a communication centre which gives you video contact by satellite with any part of Hellotrix. You also have a direct audio link via the Magnetrix terminal with Federation headquarters. Not quite direct, then, is it, Lights? Uh, no, sir. I meant that it's private and priority coded. Years in the civil service have turned me into something of a pedant. You mustn't let it worry, Lights. The Supreme Empress. Servalan, is Your Excellency certain? Of course. I knew her well. Killed in the rearguard action at Geddon. I knew she was reported dead, sir. I never heard any details. There was a great deal of confusion when the High Council were restored to power. Most of the old guard were killed in the fighting. They remained loyal to Servalan right till the end. And a lot were executed later, weren't they? All the leaders were purged. A penalty for choosing the wrong side. I myself was under arrest for a short time. 
Well, I suppose it's better to die bravely in the field than to face execution later. Yeah, which was a title we've never heard of. She'd been Supreme Commander, but not Supreme Empress. Again, colonial... Or, like we were saying last week, maybe it's um, more to do with that uh, Robert Holmes hadn't really watched too many episodes. Yes. And, oh yeah, she's the she's in charge of the, the galaxy, so he's come up with the name Supreme yeah, Empress. Could be. Yeah, could, yeah, could but, well be. But, right, this is where it all gets... Right, let's get into this then, okay. Light asks the President-elect if he's sure, and... He says, of course, he, because he knew her well and that she was killed in the rear guard on Geddon. That's yeah. what he says. Now, the last time we saw Servalan was on Terminal and she teleported off of the Liberator a fraction of a second before it blew up. Yep. Yes? And, and they make a plot point later on that Avon and the Liberator crew still believe this. Mm. They still think that she's dead. Yes. Yep. Now, so I, yeah, I, I wondered, because I thought the same thing as you. I thought, oh, I wonder. So then I thought, so does it mean that, uh, that the Federation knew she had survived the Liberator, and then she had some other adventures and went to the Battle of mm. Geddon? Uh, but why would Orak not know that? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you're right, because, you know, the last time she was Madam President, she escaped the Liberator. God knows where she couldn't, she couldn't have teleported down onto Terminal because she would have been there yeah. with the others. So she must have teleported onto another ship. All right. Now we know from all the past of Blake Seven that the high ranks of the Federation are—they're a pretty treacherous place to be. So while she was marooned or on her way back or whatever happened to her the High Council took over again because we find out that the High Council uh, fought back and and I'm just guessing things in the upper echelon of the Federation are now back to how they were before this coup that she instigated when she became president. Everything's been reset back and now the Federation is more like the Federation that was in season one. Yeah, I, it's so confusing that because we're we're sort of we're almost trying to work out which is probably a, a waste of effort is who are the good guys in the federation in it who are the good guys who are the really bad guys so you've got yeah you've got federation mark one which was uh political control mm-hmm. with a military arm yes you've still got trials things going on seems to be a fairly everyone seems to think it's fairly uh harsh but fair mm-hmm. um then things so that that's sort of what we're, we're we're sort of shown at the beginning but then that doesn't fit with blake's original rebellion so presumably it must have been worse at some point or they're just covering it up really well and it is still bad so you have blake's original rebellion and then he was brainwashed and uh, you know, made statements against all of them, and that mm-hmm. was covered up. Right? No one seems to know about that. Then you've got Blake's second rebellion, which is Blake and the Liberator going around rebelling against things. At the same time, the Federation starts to become a more uh, so the military starts to take over because you've got like in trial where they're saying about that the president is worried about. Uh, Servalan mm-hmm. trying to get too much power. So at some point she must 
deposed the president. Well, it's so star one, isn't it? Gone. Yeah. I, I always see it. it she yeah. she takes her chance. She sees her chance at star one because they need unity like never before because there yeah. is this alien invasion from Andromeda. Yeah. So at that point, it's like the ends justify the means. I'm getting rid of the president. She becomes president during this crisis. Okay, right. and that's how season two finished. So when season three starts, she is president of the new federation. Yeah, but so we've got no political side, really. No. Now. The, the politicians are not making any choices. It's a military dictatorship. Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? So, yes. so season three, season three going forward, it's a military dictatorship. Serverland's in control. So the bad guys are running everything. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah, then. When they think that she's dead because she went to terminal yeah. and she never come back, yeah. it's like okay, she's gone. The high council then take over. Um, the president elect he says that uh, most of the old guard loyal to Serverland were sought out and executed. Um, so it looks like yeah, they, they, they the high council seized power back. But when does Shrinker fit into this? Because Shrinker's season three, yes, and as we oh yes, yeah, there, there, yeah. There, there was another he, rebellion yeah. there, yes. So what what's going on here? There's so been was, more than one. Yeah. yeah, every week another rebellion. Yeah, it, it oh it's it yeah it is very confusing. Um, but yeah, she is deposed. They think she's dead. Yep. They think she's Everybody dead, thinks yep. she's dead. You know, the Liberator crew thinks that she's dead. Um, and she assumes this new persona of Slea and she's now going from planet to planet with this pacification program that she's developed with uh, Chipo Davros, who we're going to see soon. Yes. Um, and oh, oh, I, I wish was called Dave Ross. Yeah. That would have been brilliant. And yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You know, that's not much of a disguise. She's just wearing lots of black feathers now and terrible 80s eye makeup. Yeah. Which, that's her disguise. Know, who's going to fool that? Um but so it's so complicated it's mm. like it's amazing um it shouldn't be this complicated so she so when so slia is is not military slia is commissioner slia is she political police commissioner i mean you know is it that type of commissioner well yeah that's right yeah is it so is she so the military is she's now she's like run, secret service being, yeah the military is now back to being run by the less uh, evil <laughs> evil people um, and with, with I'm presuming there's is there, is there still a political side to this who's making the decisions in this and I don't federation? remember you know this you know this really I mean this is the third story of season four I mean the first two episodes was getting everyone you know um, yeah. um you know a spaceship back and a base and everything so we haven't gone any further really into season four but we'll have to look out for that to see if there yeah, are gonna, other clues as to and, what's and going we're, on and we're fans who are fairly knowledgeable about the show i mean it's amazing how many things i've forgotten about it but we're fairly knowledgeable imagine what the average viewer must have thought mm. Mm. yeah your average um terry wogan listener that yeah watched blake seven uh, what, was that, what? What? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Although, again, um, 
Slia, if she doesn't want to be recognised as Servalan, she needs to buy a better voice disguise module uh, as well, doesn't she? I've made notes for that, for that bit. Yes, yeah. no, it's awful. And I'll tell you about disguise voices. The next time we've got the president-elect, we've got Zen talking to him. Yeah. That was Peter Tudnam saying that, yeah, uh, yeah there is somebody coming up in the lift. Um, now, we've already been told that, you know, the, the lift will only allow people up that... Um, the president-elect knows. Okay? Yeah. So the lift recognises Servalan. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, we don't see who the person is, um, but they kill the president-elect. And and he doesn't say, oh, Supreme Empress or anything. Presumably he saw her and he, he saw her because yeah. he says, what are you doing here? Or something like that. But yeah. that's Servalan so in front of you, you know, in yeah. some dodgy so makeup. This, perhaps it, so... Perhaps this was Servalan's suite when she used to visit the planet, which because she's a, she's about the only person that would put up a painting like that. That is very true of herself, and she she's a bit yeah, especially in that in pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if and perhaps she had some sort of lift override. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. But yeah, we don't. She, s- she knew the uh, she knew the back stairs. She did. Way of getting up. Yeah, but she kills the president elect and destroys the Servalan picture. And yep. uh, and we know who it is because of her silhouette as she goes out. You know, that's clear who it's, that it's, is. Yeah, it's the least mysterious mystery since Scooby Doo, isn't it? No, no one's thinking who's that. Who's that short-haired woman? Who could this be? Yeah. Who could it be? I thought it was Servalan, but she can't her name be. Differently. Yeah, <laughs> she died. She's got a different I name. It can't it. be her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well, outside the rebel leader, Hunda, is with Dana and Tarrant, and we've got our own Hunda episode coming up, but Lights then comes along. These are friends. Dana, Tarrant, they're from Earth. Enemies of the Federation. any news at the other columns? Nothing good. Two's been practically wiped out. One and three have suffered heavy casualties and pulled back into the White Mountains to regroup. So mine is the only unit still functioning. And you can expect to come under heavy attack in the next few days. The general is getting impatient. Yes, well, we beat off their last attack, shot down two gunships. I heard. How did you get into the city? (laughs) I swam in under the reactors. Well, I'm sorry you took such a risk to hear bad news. Well, that isn't why I came. I wanted to see how far the flood level's fallen. Why? I had hoped we could tunnel in from the lower city and lay mines under the Magnetrix terminal, but the floodwater's too high. In the early days of the fighting, we blew the reservoirs. The terminal is their communication centre. If we could knock it out, they'd be isolated. Couldn't you infiltrate an assault group, or is it too heavily defended? (sighs) It's not defended, but the city's sealed off. What is it? Sealed off? About a hundred years ago, they sealed off the old monorail. Wonder if you could find it. I know where it runs. It's still shown on the plans. You could bring an army in through there, right into the heart of the city. You're right. We could destroy the terminal and their command HQ in one strike. We'll win this war yet. Yes. Um, and and when you meet him, you think, oh, he's a traitor. He's a traitor. This is the traitor of the title. He is actually, you know, he's a rebel because he he keeps. 
coming out with information for Honda that the other rebel units are all in disarray and he's got to watch out because his is the only one that's still left. And and then sort of like urges Hunter into making the making the mental connection that if they, they find the old bricked up entrance to the monorail, um, they could bring an army in through there. Yeah, well, I don't know whether it's just me, but as soon as anyone mentions monorail, I think of the Thunderbirds. Simpsons. No, I thought oh, no, Thunderbirds. See, oh, well, yeah, I think of the Simpsons monorail episode. So, um, I, I often mention unconvincing grassy knolls on this. You podcast and place <laughs> this is the most unconvincing yet isn't it this is this this external jungle set is it's is, all rubbish yeah it's rubbish i mean it it, it, it makes it makes villas uh city at the edge of the world cso backdrop look convincing it doesn't fit in with anything we've seen of the location no fit because it's no. a flooded yeah. quarry yep and now we've got this which is all meant to be the seen, same yeah. place yeah, we, all we've seen is is a, a flooded quarry and everything's flat, even mm. the horizon. And now we're in a, a a tropical jungle. Poor, 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 dear yeah. oh dear. Um, but lights then asks Tarrant and Dana what they're 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 there for, and he tells them about the pacification drug and how to get to the yeah. lab. So off they go. Um, we'll skip over the bit with the command room. They launch a missile attack on the Scorpio because Orax used uh, the computers there to yeah. try and work out like engine that. modification. Yeah. yeah, that's quite nice. Um, and you just said there, we go back to the lights and he's talking with a not very disguised Serverland voice. No, Commissioner, the video system's been destroyed. All right, lights. See nothing's touched and inform the General. I already have. He's here. Good. Tell him I'll take charge of the investigation. We need an arrest before headquarters are told of practice death. Somebody wanted to make very sure of him, eh? Commissioner Slear said to touch nothing, sir. Slear's taking charge? Yes, sir. Well, it's a police job, I suppose. You've searched the apartment. Yes, General. The computer must have let him in. So the killer's somebody Proctor knew. I'd say that limits the field of it. Where were you when he was killed? I had to meet somebody on the concourse. So the killer could have seen you leave and knew he was alone? It's possible, sir. Of course, you can prove you had this meeting. That might be difficult. Why? Because my meeting was with Hunda, General, and two off-worlders. Hunda is a rebel leader. Yes, he managed to get into the city. You see, since I arrived here, I've been coordinating the resistance. I've kept in contact with all the rebel columns. This is treason, Lights. I could have you shot out of hand. No, I don't think so. I was acting under Commissioner Slear's instructions to obtain advanced knowledge of their plans. You mean you're a double spy? It was my information which led to the destruction of their second column. And Hunda's column is about to walk into a similar trap. Go on. He's planning a raid on the Magnetics Terminal. At dawn, he'll enter the city by the old monorail. Once his column's inside the tunnel, all you have to do is blow it in, General. Blow it in. That's all I have to do. Yes, I suppose so. 
It'll finish the resistance. You mentioned two off-worlders at this meeting. Yes. They're interested in the adaptation drug. I sent them to the laboratory. I expect they're dead now. Now, would av- would normal average viewers would they not recognise? Because Servalan was the character and the actress. I mean, it was they were big at the time. Everyone everyone knew Servalan. Even in like Wogan would yeah. do interviews and things like Multicolored that. Uh, the papers, yeah, everyone knew Servalan. She's got such a lovely, distinctive voice that th- I I wonder what the thinking was. Was it that they went? We can't disguise it too much because we sort of want people to know it's her. Mm. Or what what was going on? But it, very poor. We've said before, though, that um, you know it's so long ago that this show was first transmitted. I don't remember anything about there being publicity that she would be in season four until this episode. I don't. I, no, I, presumably, true. we all thought that she was dead. She did die on the on the Liberator. We saw it blow up. We never saw her teleport off. So. Maybe it did come as a surprise to us. Although I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure Blake Seven Monthly would have spoiled the surprise. I'm, I'm sure she, would that there was photos it, in there already. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you think it was like a um, Survivors situation where Greg disappeared, and then season three was everyone looking for Greg, and they would drop hints? Because so, I thought as soon as you saw that painting of Silverland, everyone's going to go, "Oh, Silverland's back." Mm. Could be. Or, or were they sort of hoping that people it would be the, like a Greg situation where people were going, oh, they're just reminding us of the. Pro- I don't, yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure. I don't know. But uh, General Nick, he comes in to have a look at uh, the President elect's body and is told Sleer is leading the investigation into his death and, and says that the computer let the killer in so it was someone, you know, that he had known. Um, and then asks Lights, where were you? And Lights yeah. goes, well, I was talking to some rebels and Hunda. <laughs> yeah, that's quite nice sort of uh, play on it, isn't it? Yeah, you, you'd think the general would get the gun out immediately yeah. upon this revelation, but no. Perhaps he's been pacified. Uh, maybe. But yeah. it turns out he's been coordinating the resistance under Sleer's yeah. instruction. He's actually a double agent. And uh, Hunda's unit is about to be blown up because it's all a big trap, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, a way of of wiping out the resistance once and for all. Yeah. Not that it seems particularly worth wiping out, but there was hardly any of them. Um, um, but he also says that the two others that he met, they would be at the laboratory about now, and he expects that they'll be dead by now as well. It's a photo somewhere. Here's a key. Tamad, wait. There's another one. What do you make of it? Tangram code. That's what I thought. I wonder. Just saved our lives. That other one must have been booby trapped. Yeah, that was a trick. Tiny diffusers. Nerve gas. I expect so. Let's just pray there isn't a backup system. Now, the bit that happens next, I, I'm so keen to to uh hear your stance on this the bit where Dana and Tarrant knock the guard out outside the lab yeah it it's terrible it, it, <laughs> to be right okay yeah. 
I, I, right, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, but the way I saw it, right, they've knocked out the guard yeah. and they find what Tarrant calls a photo cell lock. Okay. Yeah, a key card, basically. Yeah. Dana finds a key on the guard, okay, and he says something like, oh, it's a tandem card. Oh, no, no, that's right. He goes to use it, and she goes, hang on, there's another one, and there's two keys, right? And Tarrant says it's a tandem code. He puts the first one in, and the door opens, and he says to Dana, you've saved our lives. The other key must be a booby trap. But he used the first one, okay? It's not like he used the second one that Dana gave to him. He used the yeah, first I, one. If he had used the one that Dana gave to him, they would be dead, in which case well, Dana I, didn't save their lives. Yeah, I think the dialogue was referring to, you know, the old um, nuclear launch where you have to have two keys. Two at once. Turn them at the same time. Dun, dun, dun. You, I, I imagine that's how it was written, and that's what the dialogue is referring to, tandem keys, because he's going to go and open it with one, and she goes, hold on, hold on, second card. They find a second slot. Let's put them both in now. The door open. And I could see that working, and the dialogue would make sense then. But, but the way they film it, it, it makes looks like no he just puts the first one. Yeah. In. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I thought, okay, perhaps I, perhaps my initial thought of these tandem cards is wrong. And I thought, I wonder if they're they're sort of trying to make out that that uh, lights had given them a duff card, and if they used that, it would have blown them up, and that's why lights. Are... And I thought, I don't remember lights giving it to them. No, no. And then you're right. He uses the first card anyway. Yeah. Right, so perhaps I don't know. It's perhaps just it's so like cool. um, perhaps we're, perhaps we're underestimating their 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 way of predicting the future. And actually, it's like a you know modern cars where you can start the engine if you're just sat in it because it's mm. got like a, a something that gives off a signal. Perhaps you've got to hold the second card up and that deactivates the bomb from the first card. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just so poor. It is so so yeah. poor. And they go into the lab and talking of poor. Here's Davros. In my hand, I have an electrical contact. If it closes, it will detonate 700 kilos of glycerol trinitrate. Put your guns away. Put them away. Nitroglycerin is a bit outdated, isn't it? It was all I could make with my limited resources, and it is still a highly effective explosive. You're not from the Federation, I gather. No. Your surreptitious entry told me as much. Who are you? Where are you from? Come now. I may be friendlier than you think. My name is Dana. This is Tarrant. We're Federation outlaws. Yes. Yes. I remember those names. There was a reward for your capture. You and your friends have a ship called the Liberator. Am I right? We had a ship called the Liberator. It was destroyed fairly recently. Memory is one of the few faculties I have left that still functions perfectly. My name, by the way, is Forbus. The inventor of Pylene 50. Forbus, you weren't really going to press that contact, were you? The explosion would have killed you too. That would seem a waste at the present time. When I die, I should like Commissioner Sleer right beside me. But you work for Sleer, manufacturing Pylene 50. I'm compelled to work for Sleer. That inhuman devil is the cause. Sleer is responsible for what you see. And now, only Sleer keeps me alive. What happened? What do you mean? Pylene 50, used homeopathically. 
is simply a muscle relaxant. Slayer discovered that a hundred times normal dosage totally subverts the will, tried to force me to part with the formula. I refused. I didn't understand Slayer's nature then. The totally callous, savage ambition. There is a poison called tincture of Pyrenic. Perhaps you've heard of it. No. It is the extract of Pamperinian fungi. It cripples and eventually kills. Death is agonizing and there is no cure. I have perinic poisoning. Slears doing. There is an antidote that prevents the poison spreading. As long as I take it daily, I get no worse. But Slear, of course, controls my supply. So long as you manufacture Pylene 50. That is the threat always over my head. To work for Slear or to die in agony. Yeah, but... From time to time, Commissioner Slear comes in here to talk to me, to gloat. Now, thanks to my outdated nitroglycerin, Dana, I am ready. I hope Lights comes as well. He usually does. Lights? Almost as vile a sadist as Slear. Yes, I should like Lights to be here. Is something wrong? Lights told us he worked for the resistance. Well, he didn't tell us about that booby trap door, did he? And he must have set Hunder up too, that story about the monorail tunnel. It's all a trap. We've got to tell Hunder and warn him. Yay! Dav was in an Earthshock suit that they couldn't be asked to paint. I was going to say, oh yeah. dear, oh dear, oh dear. I mean, it's just rehash. Yes, you're right. It's, a, yeah. it's an Earthshock pressure suit. Yeah. He's to be got... fair, this is, this is before Earthshock, possibly... Oh, it's Possibly about the same, the same time, time, isn't it? It's yeah. roughly the same time. Yeah. It looks like he's wearing John Lennon's glasses. Yeah. Okay. Chavan's neck brace from uh, Voice from the Past. That's definitely Chavan's neck brace. Yeah. And just random bits of aluminium stuck all, all over him. And he's sat in a bog-standard wheelchair. This is this is Davros if, it, if that Genesis Daleks had been made by... A worse producer than it actually, you know. I'm not saying that Philip Hinchcliffe was worse. I mean, a, a bad producer as opposed to the excellent producer that he was. The, yeah, this is again weird, weird design choices. This is someone that's gone. Oh, that will do. It's awful. I mean, you say, yeah, yeah the genesis of the, of the Daleks with a different producer. I say this is like the Tomorrow People's version of Davros. Yes. Oh, I like yep. Davros and Doctor Who. Let's do our version. This is yeah. the sort of thing that they would do. It yeah. is just so... This guy is just so not the Blake Seven that I fell in love with in season one and season two. This This story is just so different from everything that i loved about the show it really is it, yeah this is this is more captain zepp than blake mm. seven isn't it? Yeah. or like you say tomorrow people although yeah I've, i mean I've, it's a long time since i've seen tomorrow people so i don't know whether i'm insulting that or not we'll um, have to do it on effectively speaking yeah, you and i, I are gonna have to, have to do a tomorrow an people. episode out and watch it yeah. um yeah this is i mean and again the thoughts go through your brain that because this character he is literally you could cut him out with no change to this episode whatsoever. Mm. Um, so I was thinking, is was he like a last minute? Was it running short? They needed something, and they literally bung this together. I don't know. 
I don't remember this guy either. Um, I'm just like you. I, yeah. My memory is, yeah, it is. It's a cute eye patch is all I remember, and it being a bit naff. Yeah. And I've, I'd forgotten about this guy. I mean, the guy is good. The guy playing Forbus is good. Yeah. You know, he's he's acting well, but he, he just looks so piss poor <laughs> compared yeah, to stuff that we we've got used to i mean know? he's so i mean i'm just looking at my notes um i the only comment i got on him is knock off davros yeah although yeah. i have got something from the you know you said about the when uh tarrant knocks the guard out did mm. you notice he uses a vulcan nerve pinch on it did he he squeezes his shoulder and the guard goes down oh and I, so i wrote down it, hang on vulcan nerve pinch so we've had yeah. the vulcan nerve pinch and kirk's killer sideburns yeah so this is the most star trek and it also yeah all the, all the gaudy yeah i was going to uh, say if, if this is star trek, trek this is season three star trek yeah isn't it? this is this is fred freiberger star trek oh isn't it? very much so or season two space 19 oh no you're a big fan of space uh season two space 1999 aren't you no i hate it oh I'm, that's I'm all right then all right se- se- i think season two is awful it is awful it yeah. is. there is a reason i've got season one on blu-ray and i don't have season yes. two on blu-ray absolutely yeah i uh I saw it cheap season two on Amazon one on one of their Black Friday type deals, and I picked it up for about twelve quid, which is good because season two seems to stupidly hold its price. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and I thought I'm going to give this a fair crack at a whip, and I got uh, I watched Metamorph, and I thought oh, that was that was terrible, but it was watchable. And then you get to the next episode, and it's like yeah, I'm not going to bother, mm-hmm. and I've not watched any since. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, well, Forbus, he, he knows of Dana and Tarrant, and he knows that they were on the Liberator, and uh, he's got this, is it nitroglycerin? It's nitroglycerin, yeah, hasn't nitroglycerin. it? Yeah, uh, nitroglycerin. Yeah, archaic nitroglycerin yeah. that he's just carrying about. Yeah, like and it, but he yeah. says he won't blow them up. He's saving that for Slear, and yes. how he's forced to produce the drug, and uh, and that Slear is responsible for his condition. He he's been given an overdose of something which wrecks his body, and Slear comes in from time to time to give him a little bit of an antidote. And and Sneer does Slear. Yes, because he said he says the the original usage for this drug was oh, something else. I didn't write it down. He, he gives a usage for this uh, tranquilizer drug, doesn't he? And it says that she sort of perverted it and that. Uh, but even that's not doesn't sort of hold water does it on the 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 whole thing it's just and you you know very often in this story because you're not engaged in it and the only things you're really focusing on are the negatives when when lines come out when when he says slear comes in to gloat i just started thinking about black adder and about you you know you miserable gloater you know you know um and suddenly start thinking about black adder (laughs) the program i'm watching i i found it difficult the, these ones I find difficult because if it's if it's so bad if it goes into like uh, you know Edward territory I f- I like that but these ones that are a bit dull because my mind wanders and you're right you start thinking about things and then you think well, what was that line mm. was, should I was that an important line so you start having to rewind things and it and then find out you didn't need to bother because it wasn't yeah, important it was rubbish. <laughs> um, it's not a good way that's not how you want to watch things is it no. where you're you constantly have to drag your mind back to what you're watching because literally anything around you, you know, is more interesting. Do you think it's a safe, uh, a self-defense mechanism? I'm, my mind is just starting to, you know, liquefy, so I start thinking about something better, i.e., Black Adder, <laughs> you know, to, to, to save my brain. 
Yeah, I think so. I think your 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 brain is protecting you there. Yes. <laughs> I think it's 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 the equivalent of distracting a cat with a you know a feather on a string, isn't it? Your brain's dangling. It's going look look over here, Eric. Now don't watch that. Don't watch that. You're you're breaking things. Come and look over here. Look look. I've got a blackadder quote. Does, on, that, does that then yeah. mean to get the full effect of this show with no distractions, you've got to have like a uh, a Malcolm McDowell clockwork yes. orange thing with your eyeballs, you know, <laughs> held open and you're right in front of the screen and you've got no distractions whatsoever? In fact, there's there's a, a great there's a great mashup someone could do is that scene from Clockwork Orange of Alex watching it, but then when they cut to the screen, it's this episode. Right, Mark, are you yeah. listening? <laughs> We'll keep him busy. Yeah, um, yeah. I I think you're right. I think that. Can you imagine? Because Anne didn't watch this one because she's been doing late this week. So oh, the lucky it. girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I thought because afterwards I thought. Can you imagine trying to explain this to someone that this if if this is your sort of introductory episode to Blake Seven, you know you sort of you 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 look online you think oh a lot of people are on about this Blake Seven and they're saying that. Oh, they're saying Firefly was the American version of Blake Seven. I like Firefly. That's good. Oh, let's let's watch an episode. What one's on tonight? Oh, um, Traitor. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that's a traitor. Oh, let's let watch. Yeah, mm. that's it, isn't it? You're not yeah. going to get a second bite. Uh, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> but Forbes, he says sometimes Slear comes in to gloat, as I say, and next yeah. time he's hoping to to blow blow Slear up along with lights, and that's when you know. Uh, the penny drops on uh, for Dana and Tarrant that uh, lights is a bad guy, and uh, yeah, it's sort of he's had he's had a this this uh, Dave Ross guy he's had a he's had the chance to kill Sleer, mm. but he's holding out for lights because mm. he's because he comes and laughs at him he, he's more vindictive. Yes, Sleer's crippled you. Yeah, what's this guy doing? Yeah. Mocking your glasses, perhaps. Maybe. maybe. But yeah, um, Dana and Tarrant uh, run off. I was thinking again, you know, we, we, we've we recently been talking about the two of them in Volcano. At not much, you didn't have much. With It always seemed to be Dana and Tarrant. You never had Dana and Callie going off and doing things. You never had Dana and Sulin, did you? You know, or Tarrant and no. Avon, or Tarrant and Villa. It, it always seemed to be that the two new crew members always stuck together. I wish they had just mixed it up a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, ironically, Dana and Tarrant, I don't think, work very well together. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Always, yeah, they're always paired up. You're right, and like Ultra World, things like that. Yeah, it would have been nice to send Dana with... I mean, when Dana's with Avon, the character's fine, works yeah. okay. Yeah, Um but if, like, if, yeah. if you're in a situation where, you know, you're going to need a lot of firepower, potentially, in a situation, send in Dana and Sulin. You're doubling yeah. your chances, aren't you? They never seem to occur to them to do that. Ah, but this this was made in the 70s, so you would have had to have had some sort of cat fight, wouldn't you? No. They'd have had to fall out over the first rebel uh, they meet. Yeah, or start squabbling over Tarrant. Yeah. 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 Or, what, or squabbling over a uh, cute side patch, saying, we want that. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. Um, they they go off to warn Hunter, and and it's not before Forbes Forbes gives them um, a counter agent for the drug, which I'm I'm thinking this Lucky. is this is the worst bit for me for, of this whole story. Worse than those costumes and the cute eye patch is that the this counter agent looks like it's hundreds and thousands yeah. in a in a spice rack. Yeah, that's what I I 
uh, actually put that down, um, hundreds of thousands from a bakery store. It is. It looks like, you know, it? those those little turny ones you used to get? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks so... I mean, A, Lucky's got that kicking about. <laughs> He's not very mobile, so he couldn't have hidden it well. No. So last time Servalan or um, Lights came in to have a sneer... Sneer? Sleer? Yeah. Ooh, perhaps we've got that. Um, <laughs> why didn't they notice it? Go, ooh, you, you've created a an antidote. They're not going to be happy with that, are they? What do you do with this antidote? Do you sprinkle or sprinkle it on, on someone's cupcake. cake? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> Administered yeah, by no, cupcake. No <laughs> so e- even now, like if someone, if if you had been, say, bitten by, I mean, I'm going with the, the most terrible Hollywood cliche, which I know is fake anyway and false. So say you're bitten by a rattlesnake and you, you drag your way to the doctors and the doctor says, don't worry, I've got the antidote. Gives you a vial of something. Is it any instructions? No? Oh. Yes. Yeah, j- just hand you a yeah. spice rack with some hundreds and thousands. What are you supposed to do with it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Stick it up your backside. Is it a suppository? <laughs> is it? I it mean, could... oh, you know, my I, I'm a diabetic and I inject insulin. But if someone gave me that and didn't give me instructions and I swallowed it, it's not going to be good for me, is it? No. Yeah. Right. Well, we've got to fast forward um, to Dana and Tarrant and Hunda escaping from that trip. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, they're ordered to stop uh, and put down their weapons by Slear Servalan. As I say, she's got this terrible, terrible new look, and and this whole scene is edited really, really badly. I I've actually written down on my notes shit direction. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, that she should have been a big reveal. Yeah. That should have been an end of, end of episode reveal. Seven hands back, bam, bam. No, it's just, it cuts to her from a, a poor shot looking upwards. She's obviously stood on a milk crate or something. By a to, pot plant. Rate, yeah, by a pot plant. In, <laughs> in, in clothing that probably isn't suitable. Although we can't, she's done that before, so we can't just blame this episode that she's wearing unsuitable clothing for a jungle fight. That, that you, the yeah. whole fight is just really oh, badly yeah. staged. It's awful, yeah. you know. When General Nick gets his comeuppance and everything, yeah. it's, and and cute, it's just done so so badly. Yeah, I mean they they constantly he's saying these um, helots are the best hand to hand fighters mm. you've ever seen, and they're just slapping each other. I'd love to have been there when the stunt coordinator guy he turns up and says okay where where are we doing this big fight well here what no what, here on this small grassy six knoll. by six grassy knoll yeah we're going to do it here oh god lads we're going to have to all that yeah. rehearsal let's get rid of it yeah like you say we need the monty python grannies here with yeah. their handbags being far more entertaining it, it was just terrible it was very bad she she uh slinks off though doesn't she and so does lights yeah. Um, he, he's there hiding amongst the pot plants as well. And uh... well, One quick question going back just before this scene. So um, I know we'll probably cover it in the other one, but I, I, I just wanted sort of general opinion on it. So uh, they, they, Dana and Tarrant call up and say they're not going to teleport back yet. And Avon's like, you must. We're, we're, and they do stupid stuff to get around. Why can't they just teleport them up against their wishes? Hmm. Does Does the... Scorpio teleport bracelet require the user to okay. They press a, a button teleport. or something. Yeah, you know, to, which is to, to which seems or... which seems a dangerous thing if you're incapacitated. You're never going to be be able. No. To... Uh, and again, it's just it's a little thing, but it 
it absolutely ruined the enjoyment of this episode because you're thinking, well, it's fake tension. Mm. It's it's just it's boo. That's what it is. It's boo. It's boo. Yeah. Um, We next see Slear and she's with Forbus. And um, now you've got Slear in in full studio lighting. And yeah, it's a very bad look that she's got for uh, Slear. And apparently, yes, Jacqueline Pierce hated it. Um, along with the fact that she wasn't very well at the time as well. This isn't the Serverland from seasons one and two at all, is it? No, this is this is a pantomime evil Oh, queen, very much it? so. Yeah, yeah. You could have a boo or hiss track yeah. every time she turns up. Yeah, yeah. You just need Christopher Biggins as the old maid or something alongside her or something. Yeah, it... That wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. No, I'm surprised he didn't appear as a guest yeah. star in season four, actually. Um, yeah, so she, she kills Forbus, um, and as she kills him, Lights comes in. You tricked me, Forbus. No, Slear, I assure you. You did something to that last batch of Pylene 50. I did nothing. Nothing at all. Look, let me show you the test sample. I'm going to cut off your drug supply for three days. That means you'll die about another 10%. Oh, no. Please, don't do that. Look, this is the test sample. I told you. Ah! I'm not interested. I'll teach you to obey me, Corvus, if I have to destroy all your skinny little body. If you need a witness, Commissioner, I can swear it was self-defence. Yeah. And, and he says that he'll say that it was self-defence and goes for a cuddle. Now, this guy already knows that this is Servalan. He yeah. now tells her that he knows. If he knows she's Servalan, he knows how treacherous and devious and how ruthless she is. But what are you doing? <laughs> you know, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, what what was his best plan on this? Well, I think it is what happens. Serverland says, what do you want? And he says yeah. he wants the presidency, okay? And she says, I don't submit to blackmail. So it's like, okay, warning bells should be going off right now. You know, stop your yeah. Um, yeah, attempt you're at dead, a You want to start running. Back off. She doesn't submit yeah. to blackmail. But he th- maybe he is he's got a bit of the old Captain Kirk about him. Maybe he thinks that he is so irresistible that he he, he can bide her over with his charisma, his manliness and a snog. Well I wonder if he when he sort of realised he thought, Oh, Slear, this is actually Serverland. I'm gonna do a bit of research. Uh the only episode he could get was um Harvest of Kairos. So he's doing a Jarvik. Yeah, she loves a bit of roughhousing. Well, no. If that was the case, he would do a Jarvik and he would be unbuttoned down the front to his belly button, basically, wouldn't he? Yes. And he'd be standing there, hands on hips, calling her a woman. He's he's the equivalent of, you know, you see YouTube videos where 
like kids are trying to pet and kiss cats that you could as a cat owner you look and go that cat's going to claw your face yep yep, yep. Buda, Buda, Buda. Yep. and this this is the same he's not read serverland signals well that, is, that is a very good analogy yeah. it is yes th- th- this is somebody trying to kiss a cat <laughs> yeah that doesn't want to be kissed yeah 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 and you know they have a snog and and again get out now because it's like he goes after all how yeah. many have you killed to protect your secret? And it's like, get out. <laughs> You're it's, not um, safe. Don't keep yeah. pushing it. It's pure. It's purely his actions are derived from the need to. Someone thought that line was brilliant, didn't they? Or oh, if he asks how many she's killed, then she's. Yeah. Uh, no, it's terrible. And then he, he dies by plastic icicle. Right. That was my next question, because um, she does something with a. Yeah, is it a plastic icicle? What and and how does this work? Is it if it's poisonous? Why isn't she being poisoned by it? Um, well, I imagine that originally, perhaps they because it's nice and sharp and it's it's dagger like. So perhaps, I wonder if the original idea was that she stabs him with it, and mm. then they thought, oh, that's a bit strong. We'll put a, a cheap ass effect over it. Don't yeah, there's worry. a sound effect to it, yeah. so it's some sort of like space. The knife. space icicle. Yeah. Space icicle. <laughs> And yeah, that's it. My our character's dead at her feet. Lights out. Lights out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you beat me to it. And oh. uh, yeah, and she goes twenty six so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was all. This is a setup for that for line. That, yeah, for that payoff. And it's not really worth it. It's not. It's not, it's not. I mean, she's good. I like. I like the little smirk she's got on her face. That's the old server line, isn't it? You know. Yeah. I mean, coming fairness, through the bad uh, makeup. Yeah. If uh, Jacqueline Pierce was ill doing it. I, I I didn't notice, so well done to her. Mm, yeah. So that's it. That's him dead. That's the end of it. Um, we will come back, you know, for the Hunda uh, episode for the wrap-up and also the evaluation on, on does it go on the assassinator yeah. list and stuff like that. So we'll just uh, have a little talk uh, behind the scenes. Um, apparently this is quite an old script um, written before Jan Chappelle decided to leave. Okay. All right. And her parts were given to Sulin. So every time you see Sulin in this, um, basically that's meant to be Callie talking. I mean, she's not in it a lot, is she? No. But I, I mean, yeah. But I... Again, again, if you're going down to a planet where you know um, you need to be covert and get in, yeah. find the information about this, uh, what what the Federation doing to you know pacify people so easily, Callie had a history of that you would think Callie would be the one to go down to the planet yeah also wouldn't it be handy if you're if you're worried about traitors and things like that so someone that can tell if they're lying Mm. (laughs) yeah she would have been handy wouldn't she she would have been handy uh the working title for this was a land fit for helots oh dear i know um yeah the horribly damp location um was i don't know how you say it binigar Bingar, Bingar Heath sand pits in Dorset, which we've in the wet season. We've seen it before. We've oh, actually it, seen it? this before. Um, this was uh, the shadow episode. Oh right. You know where the moon discs live, the the, yeah. the blazingly hot planet. Well, this is that sand pit, but obviously they filmed that in the summer. Yeah. And, and, and well, this might be the summer. It's England, yeah. so this might have been the summer as well. It's just a year later, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, old lights. The guy we've been talking about, actor by the name of Malcolm Stoddard. Okay. Um, are you there, Ian? 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you went a bit quiet. Um, apparently, I've never seen this before, but he did go up for the role of Blake originally. Oh, I don't, I don't know what he would. Have, I mean, he's a good actor. I quite like him. His acting in this, um, but whether he had charisma don't, enough. Yeah, I don't. I mean, certainly from this episode, you don't get a feel that he's as charismatic as Gareth Thomas. No, no, certainly not. No, um, and he was on the shortlist to play Omega in Doctor Who's Ark of Infinity. All right. Okay. Um, and there is a bit of another uh, Blake Seven uh, connection in that uh, he was in The Brothers, that uh, ah, that, that with, drama uh, with Babe yeah, and the Butcher. Carbon. Yeah, so Lights. It would be nice if I can find a photo of Lights with Babe and yeah, the Butcher. that would be good. It would, wouldn't it? Um, you don't see many photos from Brothers, though, do you? No, you don't. I've got yeah. a great one of him, Malcolm Stoddard, in the most amazing yeah. um, shirt and tank top combo, um, because it is mid-70s, and back then yeah. there was no thought given to um, any sort of style or logic in putting together different you know, patterns and things. No, so, the, the, the more clash, the better, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's more clash than the band. You wait till you yeah. see that photo. Yeah. So, but he, he hasn't really been in much, and his genre tally, he's right at the bottom. I mean, he, oh. he, he well, almost at the bottom. He's got a genre tally of only two, uh, which was he's this. He's down in mutoid territory. He is, he? yeah. He's down there yeah. with the mutoids. That's a good name for a, uh, an album, isn't it? Down, yeah, down it there is. with the mutoids. Um, yeah, no, it's just this and the new Avengers. That's all he's uh, yeah. been in. Yes. All right. So that's, that's it. it. Have, have you anything else to say about this episode before we take a break and then come back? I don't know. Um, eventually. Well, well, we'll we'll cover it. I mean, like I say, when we started out hours ago <laughs> talking about this, um, it it left me conflicted. I was I. I wanted to hate it. I couldn't. I couldn't bring up enough emotion to hate it because it's so inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a good story in there. Well, that's why I, I said think, at the beginning the yeah. story's all right. The yeah. Pre- but it's just handled so badly. Yeah. It's like it. It misfires on almost every single mm. aspect, mm. which is that. I mean, that takes some doing because we've had it before <laughs> where. Where we love the script, but the production's been bad. There's been great production, but the script has not been quite so good. Or there's We've been a nugget that... of goodness. We'll have yeah, a completely you know. dire episode, but there'll be an Avon Villa moment or something, which yeah. will just there's raises no, there's it. There's no gun sire in this, is there? No, to, no. To pull it out of the mire. There's no sigh from Avon, you know, sat there with Villa, you know, yeah. which I mean, has when, helped before. When, when you're watching an episode that's about battles and traitors and and you know big plot points for the blake seven universe like serverland's back and the the only bit of it that i went oh was where it during one of the fight scenes some one of the guys using a sterling machine gun that's mm. been converted i went oh sterling <laughs> that's that, it. that that's, says that's it all that that, that that's yeah. that, that that's your high uh um you, you know excitement moment was recognizing yeah. a sterling machine gun see that's yeah, not that's, good that's not good at all, is it? That's not why we watch uh, no. our beloved Blake Seven. No. no. All right. Well, well, we'll complete the story somewhere off in the future, and 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 then we'll have a final wrapping up for it. So, so let's end it now. Um, I, it's quite good actually. We've been talking about you know what happened to to Serverland and the Federation. It, we can talk yeah, about it, this a bit more next time because next time we've got a special episode again and we're going to be talking about Earth, Earth in the Blake 7 uh, world. Yeah, are, are we going to get it all in order? 
Are we going to be able to make a consistent... I don't know. ...description of Earth during the series? But we'll have a go, okay? We'll have a, we'll have a, we'll have a, a go right. here, yeah. Yeah, so anybody who wasn't put off by the thought of listening to uh, um, us waffling on about Traitor, if you're still with us, uh, please come back next time um, where we're going to talk about the Earth. Yes, right. which is everyone's got an interest in, really. Yes, yeah, well, we've got to do a little bit of research, you and I. Um, yes. But, uh, all right, okay. All right, thank you then, Ian. No problem. And, uh, yeah, I'm off to get a sparkly eye patch now, a cute one. Oh, yes, I'm yes. going to get the hot glue gun out on my, my uh, <laughs> sequins, I think. All right, we should do it. You and I should <laughs> put up photos of ourselves, and, um, yeah. you, you know, the Facebook followers can judge who's got the well, best that, cute eye yeah, patch. That, Perhaps we should have a, a little eye patch competition. I was just uh, thinking the same thing. Anybody yeah. listening out there, send us photos of your uh, <laughs> your cute yeah. eye patch. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, what have our lives become? What, <laughs> what a way to spend a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> All right. Thank you then, Ian. No problem. All it's been right. a pleasure. And uh, yeah, um, to be continued next time, okay? Nice one. Cheers, bud. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>